Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel, and in this episode, we will be doing a playoff look ahead for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference in the NBA. And when I say we, I mean me and Mark Trunk, uh, my special guest on another episode of my podcast. And let's just get right to it. Uh, starting with the East, and then we'll have a separate uh, episode for the West. And then also, coming up, we'll have a lot of content. I know that things have been kind of sporadic uh, as far as the content goes, and uh, things things have definitely um, been uh, coming up as far as me staying busy and everything that goes into it with that. And uh, sometimes uh, life gets gets a little busy, but... Don't worry. Uh, I have a lot of stuff planned, and I always uh, have the podcast uh, as one of the many things at the forefront of my mind. Uh, so it'll be a continued, devoted podcast, and uh, you can always look for content. And the best way is to just subscribe to my podcast, Big A Sports Show, available anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, it's something that I always like to do uh, podcast about sports. So. That is kind of an update there. Anyways, uh, for the Eastern Conference playoffs, starting with the number one seed, 76ers, Philadelphia. And then the two seed is the Nets, three seed Bucks, four seed Hawks, five seed Hornets, six seed Heat, seven seed Celtics, eight seed Raptors, nine seed Knicks, 10 seed Pacers. 11 seed Bulls. Now, only eight teams make it in each conference, but why we list 11 is because there's going to be a lot of fluctuation towards the bottom half of each conference as far as who's going to get the eighth seed. A lot of teams vying for that spot, and that is something that all those teams want to get. You want to get in the playoffs, obviously, and that is the first and foremost goal. And a lot of times... Sometimes in the NBA, it's very predictable as far as what kind of happens. You kind of know the top seeds will, will will win in advance. But sometimes just getting in the playoffs and sports in general, it's no different with the NBA. You can make some noise. You can at least, if you're an eight seed, make, make a first-round series against the one seed. Interesting. Yeah, the one seed most likely will probably win. But at least you, if you do well enough, you can make them sweat a little bit, you know, push the game farther than they want to. You obviously want to win the series, but the the higher seed will probably show uh, why they're the higher seed. So going team by team, and I'll start with the Sixers. They are a team that is offensively ranked 10th, defensively ranked 7th, and Embiid has taken a big step forward. Uh, He's really an MVP candidate. He is a player that sometimes has what you would characterize as load management. And uh, it's when players rest in the NBA and those top players who know that they're probably going to make the playoffs, they decide to rest some games. And a lot of times it comes in games that even without those players, the team is playing a lesser opponent. So they, they, they think they can win. And uh, so they, they, they rest their star player. And his health is always something that is an important factor for them because 
he's a big reason why they're going to get to where they want to go. And they have a new coach, not a new coach as far as a fresh coach in the NBA. He's been, he's been around the block, but a new coach to them in Doc Rivers for the Sixers. And he's been a great find for them. They snatched him up basically when he got let go from his job with the Rockets. And he has done great things. He's really instilled a great amount of confidence in them. They had Brett Brown recently who kind of built them up to the playoffs and and started them when they were really bad and built them up. And then he eventually got let go. But now they have kind of a seasoned coach. Uh, Brett Brown did nice things, but of the two, you would probably rather have Doc Rivers. Uh, given the pedigree, and uh, Brett Brown's done some nice things, but Doc's got more to his resume uh, as far as accomplishments. So that is something that uh, the Sixers have in their favor. Ben Simmons is another player for them that that they really like. Now, sometimes his his shot, as far as effectiveness, can be up and down. Whenever he makes a three, uh, it's kind of mini breaking news on social media because you know Ben Simmons is a great player but three point shooting I think we can safely say isn't one of his strong suits. Uh so that is that. But he does a nice job in other ways getting to the rim. He's got a nice touch around the rim. He maximizes his his talents and still if you look up his stats career and in, in season uh season by season is a very good player. Uh and still very young too. Uh, and then they added some players, Danny Green, some some other players to the roster, Dwight Howard, other players to kind of fill out their roster, fill out their bench, and uh, be really what they are, number one seed, uh, looking to uh, go into the playoffs at that seeding. And I think that they can make a deep run. Uh, we're Bucks fans on, on this podcast, so we, we expect – the Bucks to do well, and hopefully they they make that the run we're all waiting for as Bucks fans, uh, and make it to the finals. But a, a lot's got to be done in order to get there for any team. Bucks no different, and uh, Philly's going to be probably a team that they're going to have to face in the playoffs eventually. And Philly is uh, very good at what they do, and a very balanced roster, starting five wise, bench guys wise and then the coach one of the better coaches in the league uh, as far as that goes so before i hand it off to mark uh a fun playoff fact the sixers haven't made the finals since 2001 and that was back uh with alan iverson so back when ai uh was was making greatness happen back when he played uh, they haven't made the play or the finals since then. So they make the finals this year. It'll be for the first time in what it's 2021 now. It'd be it would be 20 years that they make the finals. So, Mark, your thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, thanks, Adam. So the Nets have had a pretty good season. Uh, obviously, they had some high expectations this year with um, having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving healthy and also bringing James Harden in to start off the season. So their offensive rank in the NBA is second. Their defensive rank is 25th. 
and they have the uh, the um, tenth hardest schedule, the tenth hardest strength of schedule remaining. And they have uh, their fun playoff factors. They have not won any playoff series since 2013, 2014, which is when uh, Jason Kidd was their coach. They had Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, so it's definitely been a while. And as far as their season overview, Steve Nash has done a really good job so far in his first stint as NBA coach. They have had a big roster turnover with not only adding Harden, but also uh, just adding on Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. And all of their three main guys, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, have all missed a lot of games this year. So they're definitely going to be able to score against anybody they play in the playoffs. They just need everyone to stay healthy and play enough defense. They are one of the lowest-rated defensive teams in the league. Um, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge were you know, decent deadline pickups, but they're not really in their the prime of their careers anymore, which which is probably fine for the Nets because they don't need them to be in their primes, but they should still be good veteran additions. And, yeah, they'll probably be right up there with the, the Sixers and Bucks as far as uh, the top teams to – be favored for advancing to the finals. So I'll hand it over to Adam for the Bucks. Yeah, so the uh, Bucks, as far as they go, they're the three seed offensive rank. They're number one. Defensively, they're number 19. Strength of se- schedule remaining, they have the 19th hardest strength of schedule. A fun playoff fact, uh, currently the longest streak of playoff appearances for a franchise uh, since the late 1980s and for the bucks obviously they're going to need their mvp Giannis adetokounmpo to be healthy come playoff time and recently he's been out of the lineup with back soreness and knee soreness and the basic aches the typical aches and pains of of what an nba player has over the course of a long season and they're playing it cautiously with him which is a perfect plan because the regular season matters but the last two years the Bucks got the number one seed and the one year they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals and the last year they lost in the first round of the super hot streaking Miami Heat uh, who went all the way to the finals and they were the five seed so the number one seed is very important, but it's not everything. And sometimes you have to look at it in that perspective. And I think the Bucks have, have done that with, with managing their guys. Recently, not only Giannis has been out of the lineup, but Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton have all missed some time. Uh, not a, a bunch of time, but they've missed at least a game, if not more. So... The Bucks, hopefully they can get the one seed, but if they get a top four seed, I'm happy. I think, Mark, you're happy. You just have to play in the playoffs at your best, get hot at the right time, and really gel and have a cohesive team come that time. So that's kind of the look at the Bucks. They need to do really well. I think coming up here, they have two games back-to-back against Philly. You win those head-to-head. You pick up a full game in the standings. That's a great way to make up ground. Uh, And you just kind of have to look at those matchups 
teams ahead of you, you win those games. You can pick up one game, one full game in the standings uh, and, and that. But it will be predicated on who is in the lineup, who's out of the lineup, because last game or a couple games ago when they played uh, at home, they had all their starters out and they lost. And their bench guys are bench guys. I mean, they're good players, but they're bench guys. And when you ask them to start and play a full game, they're probably going to lose. And they lost to the Hornets at home. And I understand that they had players that were hurt, but still, it kind of is something where, as a Bucks fan, it a little bit frustrates you because you trusted them, but in a way, they're kind of accepting losing. I mean, not accepting losing, but when you sit your four guy, your five guys, your five top players, you kind of expect a loss because your top five players are out, and and that. But it, it's really hard to see that. But I mean, if they're hurt and they are hurt players because they were out of the game due to injury, uh, they're hurt and you have to heal them up. But Especially uh, the Bucks coaching to come playoff time. Mike Budenholzer, he's always been a great regular season coach. Can he get it done in the playoffs? Uh, so far, the jury is still out on that. And here's another season for him to, to prove those doubters wrong as far as that goes. But before I send it to Mark uh, with the Hawks, I do want to say P.J. Tucker has been a nice deadline addition. Although he's been out of the lineup because of injury lately, they're just healing him up for the playoffs. Come playoff time, he should be healthy, ready to go. And uh, he should be a nice addition to them, especially uh, for the lineups when they want to go small and Brooke Lopez needs a breather. P.J. Tucker can play the five uh, and and play it. I mean, he's an undersized five, but he can hold his own at least as far as that goes. So, Mark, your thoughts on the Hawks? Yeah, so the Hawks have been actually one of the hottest teams in the NBA since the All-Star break. Their offensive rank is 11, and their defensive rank is 13. And they actually have a pretty easy schedule as far as uh, what they have left remaining. They have the the 25th hardest schedule left out of 30 teams. So their uh, last playoff appearance was in 2016, and that was actually with Mike Boonholzer. And just for everyone's information, all of these uh, facts are from NBAReference.com. So the Hawks have been 16-5 and since they got Nate McMillan. He took over for Lloyd Pierce earlier this year. Um, they actually have had some guys miss time, like John Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich. But Bogdanovich has come back recently and started playing really well. They don't really have a lot of playoff experience on the roster, so that could have an effect once the playoffs happen since they haven't really played together in a playoff series before. A good addition for them was Clint Capella. He's really helped them defensively, and he's a good pick-and-roll guy with Trey Young. So they are a pretty decent team. They're most, most of the players are young, so it'll be interesting to see how they can do the rest of the season, but you got to think that Nate McMillan is probably going to stay around after this year, uh, especially with what he's done on an interim basis. But, uh, yeah, I'll hand it over to Adam on the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, 
Yeah, so the Charlotte Hornets, uh, coached by James Borrego, who used to be a Spurs assistant under Greg Popovich. He comes from the Popovich coaching tree. And they, right now, offensive rank 20th defensively. They're 16th strength of schedule, 21st hardest strength of schedule. And, again, like Mark said, all these stats and and, and, uh, facts are coming from NBA reference. Uh, So last time... The Hornets won a playoff series was 2001-2002 season, and the round after that, they lost the Ray Allen's Bucks squad. So it's been a long time coming for them, and uh, they're likely going to get in the playoffs, barring a massive collapse towards the end of the season, which it probably isn't going to happen. Uh, so it'll be a long time coming for them, and they have exceeded expectations this year. Lamella Ball uh, earlier in the season was great. Uh, unfortunately, he broke his wrist in late in late April. Uh, same for Gordon Hayward. He's been kind of nicked up with a foot injury, and Malik Monk has been out too. Uh, but Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham specifically have uh, picked up the scoring while those guys are out, and they could have a tough uh, time coming uh, as far as keeping the five seed. They have a lot of teams below them that are not much separation. So they could lower in the standings, but probably still make the playoffs. And for them, they're a nice team as far as they have a lot of really good young players, but they also have some veteran leadership with uh, Gordon Hayward uh, on, on the team. They signed him in free agency, which was kind of a mini shocker back in free agency. A lot of people expected him to go back to the Celtics, but uh, Michael Jordan, uh, who now I believe is their owner, or uh, he's, he's high up in their team organization as far as that goes. And uh, he's he's got a lot to say, obviously, Michael Jordan, uh, one of, probably the greatest player to ever play in the NBA. Uh, so he, he's got a lot of pull, and uh, a lot of that pull helped with uh, persuading Gordon Hayward to uh, come to come to the Hornets. And Gordon Hayward, he's going to – hopefully get healthy for his sake, come playoff time, get Malik Monk healthy. I'm not sure. I think there might be an outside chance that Lamella Ball might be able to return given maybe how quickly that wrist heals. Uh, So that might be an outside chance for them. But it's all about getting healthy. And even right now in the present, they have Miles Bridges, who is a human highlight reel. I mean, all these dunks he has, I think, a few days ago, he had a posterizing dunk off on Clint Capella, and uh, that was all over the media uh, wires as far as that goes, the video of that. Uh, so they have a lot of players that uh, are very capable, and uh, they can be a very pesky out in the playoffs. And Terry Rozier also is very capable of going off for 40 in the night. Like I've seen a lot of games where you look at the box score for the Hornets and, oh, Rozier, 40 points. Or around there, so uh, he can be a bucket getter when he wants to get his buckets. And then Devontae Graham's another nice player for them, uh, too. So I think uh, James Borrego's done a nice job as he got the job. They were kind of not, not in the playoffs, but he's worked his system, worked his magic, and uh, done a nice job, and now they're in the playoffs. And uh, look for them to be a tough out. So Mark with the Heat. Yeah, so the Heat, they are the um, 
defending Eastern Conference champions from the bubble tournament last year. They're ranked 26th offensively this year, third in defense, and they're, they have the 17th hardest schedule remaining. And they actually have the most Eastern Conference uh, – actually, they have the most uh, final appearances for Eastern Conference team since 2000. Um, so they had all those trips with LeBron James and the big three, and then they've also had some other ones with Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler. Uh, so Jimmy Butler has returned. Uh, he was out for a lot of the beginning part of the year, but he's been really good since he returned. They picked up Victor Oladipo in a trade deadline deal, and it sounds like Oladipo has an injury he's working through. So, and there some reports that he might not play much the rest of the year. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But really, the the Heat need some of their guys that got hot in the bubble last year, like. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, they need them to shoot better than they were earlier this year. I think that was part of their problem why they're ranked so low offensively. But uh, they have a really good coach in Eric Spolstra and you know Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo is a really good inside-outside combination. They've had some injuries throughout the year as well, like other teams had. You know They've had Goran Dragic injured and some other players. So health will be important for them, but I think they could be a dangerous team for any of the top three of the Nets, Sixers, and Bucks to be playing in the first round. I, as a Bucks fan, would prefer the Bucks not to have to face them, uh, if possible, just because I think the Bucks maybe aren't the best, the Heat aren't the best matchup for the Bucks. but we'll have to see what happens, um, but they will probably still be you know around in the first round for sure. So I'll hand it over to Adam for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so the Boston Celtics uh, are a team that is a lot of times, a lot of years in the playoffs a lot. They have a lot of tradition, a lot of experience uh, in the playoff field uh, year in and year out. And offensively, they're ranked 16th, defensively 10th, strength of schedule remaining 15th. Uh, And a fun playoff fact, they have uh, won the most NBA championships in league history. Like I said a few seconds ago, all that playoff experience has led to a lot of championships for them. So that uh, kind of means as far as this year's team, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have played great this season. uh, And they're kind of looking like a dangerous team if uh, Kemba Walker can get healthy. Uh, And they need Robert Williams, a young player, to carry the load in the paint since they are very thin there. And part of that What's making them thin in the paint right now as far as depth is they traded away Daniel Tice at the trade deadline to Chicago. So that uh, hurt their depth down in in the paint at at the center position. And uh, he got traded right after the Bucs game, and the Bucs won that game against the Celtics several weeks ago. And he got traded, and he's now in Chicago. And he was actually on their team for a few seasons and in, in a part of a, some playoff uh, teams and getting significant minutes. So I'm not sure if maybe they felt a change of scenery was needed for him or, or whatever the case may be uh, for that. Uh, but kind of an interesting move as far as that goes. But anyway, getting to the Celtics and uh, kind of what their outlook is for the playoffs, I think that they could be a tough out. I think that they could be a team that forces 
a longer series in their first round matchup against a higher seed, maybe be able to play, pull off the upset, hopefully the Heat or the Celtics. Uh, Mark just covered the Heat. I'm talking about the Celtics. Don't face the Bucs because although I think that the Bucs can win the series because they're the, hot, they're the higher seed and typically that's what happens with the playoffs, the higher seed wins. But I think that we could be a little bit nervous, maybe a little bit like last year when the Bucks played the Heat, uh, make make us fans as, as Bucks fans, um, you know, kind of have, have to have to sweat out a, a long series and maybe even you know crazier things have happened, maybe lose a series. So I think uh, Boston kind of knows where they are right now. They know that they're not going to be a top seed, uh, but they know that if they can keep their positioning and get hot at the right time. They can make uh, things happen, and they definitely have a roster to get it done. And Brad Stevens one of the better coaches in the NBA uh, leading their team. So, Mark, with the Knicks. Yeah, so the Knicks have been uh, – they've done pretty well this year considering the expectations for them. So they're ranked 28th offensively and actually first in defense – and they have the six hardest schedule remaining. And a fun fact about their playoff history, it's probably not a fun fact for Knicks fans, but the Knicks have actually missed the last seven playoffs, seven playoffs uh, seasons. So they haven't made the playoffs in eight years. So as far as what they need to do moving forward, they need better scoring to keep up with some of the higher powered offenses like the Bucks and the Nets in the playoffs. And uh, they have some good players to build around like Julius Randle and RJ Barrett's. They have a lot of other veterans that have played with Tom Thibodeau before. They probably are not going to be a threat to win a series this year, especially if they have to go against the Nets or Sixers. But uh, I think the Net, the Knicks can be pretty good in the next few years if they get a big uh, superstar to add to their team. So I will hand it over to Adam on the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, so the Pacers with a new coach this year, uh, Nate Jorkeren, I believe his name is, and uh, he's a younger coach. Uh, I think he was on the staff with Nick Nurse in Toronto uh, as far as an assistant. But he's got good good lineage, good good coaching background, uh, and a, an impressive resume for a young coach on the NBA. And I think early in the season I saw in the media that Malcolm Brogdon, I'm paraphrasing here, but Malcolm Brogdon really liked him as a coach. Uh, and he said, you know, he, he likes that they hired him. So... Uh, he's done nice things. He's got him in the playoff picture. He's got him with a legit chance to make the playoffs. And Karis LeVert has helped him offensively. DeMontis Sabonis and Brogdon have been pretty decent as well. Miles Turner, really good defensively down low. Uh, not much of a threat offensively, but he can surprise you at times. He does show the uh, ability to step out behind the three-point line and make a three. And uh, he can be all right down low to offensively, but it's kind of a little bit inconsistent up and down. And they're not a very uh, deep team, so that could uh, be a big reason why they don't last in the playoffs long, as well as the fact that they'll probably be playing a t- top seed more times than not the top seed wins. But anyway, offensively ranked 13th, defensively ranked 20th, strength of schedule remaining 20th. And not a fun fact for the Pacers, but they have lost in the first round of the playoffs five years in a row. And if they make the playoffs, no offense, Pacers, but 
it's probably going to be a six-year because you're likely going to lose to a top seed. But crazier things have happened, and all you got to do is get in, get hot. We'll see what happens. But they're likely not going to make a deep run in the playoffs given their seeding right now. So, Mark, closing it out with the Bulls. All right, yep. So, for the Bulls, they are 15th offensive ranked this year, uh, 21st defensive. They have the ninth hardest schedule remaining. A fun playoff fact, they actually have not won a playoff series since they had Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose in 2014. They traded for Nikola Vucevic to try to make a playoff run. So he's a, a decent all-star center. Uh, Zach Levine is actually taking a big step offensively. Unfortunately for them, they don't really have much scoring off the bench, and they're a very young team. So I still think they're a few years away from being a threat to win a series. Um, but, you know, at least for Bulls fans, they have some positive stuff to look forward to in the next few years with Zach Levine and some of their other young guys. So that'll round it up for the Bulls, and I'll let Adam close us out here. Yeah, so that's a look at your playoff picture in the East, and there's still some weeks to go. We got still some regular season left, but uh, that's kind of a look of what you can expect. Obviously, with the top seeds, they're probably going to stay where they are, uh, but the lower half of, of the of the seating is likely to fluctuate, and uh, it'll be a, a fun finish to the season. Fun to see who makes the back half of the playoffs and that. But that'll about do it for another edition of Big A Sports Show. Thank you to Mark Trunk for being on again. We will have a Western Conference look uh, at the playoffs coming up. Thank you all for listening to my podcast and the continued support. I look to keep pumping out content and keep uh, doing my best with uh, national sports and Wisconsin sports from my podcast. Uh, and thank you again, again, another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle. Have a great rest of your day.